0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. You want to know what happened in week six? They go through it. They react to all of it. They're even going to talk about where's CMC going to go. They also give you their divas. And then the week seven waiver ads, most importantly, and drops that you need to know about. Check out the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast for all your fantasy football needs. Thanks, guys. And go dogs. Hello, red wave. Guess what? It's happy Sunday. <laughs> it's happy. It's not a sad Sunday. It's happy Sunday. My name's Caleb. Joining me is Caleb. It's the CNC Football Factory recapping the Bulldogs win over the San Jose State Spartans. Caleb, how you doing, man?
1: Uh, doing really well. Uh, all of us did not expect uh, this Fresno State team to beat San Jose State, and they did. 17-10 was the final score there. Uh, the Dogs over the Spartans. So Some um, people expected this. Yeah, some some did, but you know, unfortunately, we were not in that, um, I think, like we were just mentioning, you know, before we had recorded, I mean, it seemed like San Jose state just must not have watched any <laughs> film on Fresno state. And so whatever, but I mean, credit to Fresno state defense. I mean, they only gave up 10 points. And I mean, really it should have only been three. Um, Cause at the end of the first half was um, oh, just some questionable um, clock management stuff going on. So, um, but yeah, really good showing for, for the defense and definitely is a happy Sunday today. Oh my goodness, live. While we're recording, Michael Bliss
0: has entered the chat. Let's get Michael
1: in here.
2: Hey, what's up, boys? What are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, we're just you know, live here. Oh, you're live? you already
2: recording? Yeah. Oh, shoot, dude. Sorry, I didn't know you
1: guys started. We started like one minute ago. We had just like done the intro.
2: Oh, shoot. All right, Caleb. Let's see how good your editing skills are. You got me washing some vegetables over here.
0: We're in session. You are washing vegetables. How are you doing, man?
2: I'm good. Living the dream. Fantasy team took a big win today. Fresno State took a big win yesterday. Well, let's not talk about my Niners. So two out of three ain't bad. I'm definitely going to take it. Thinking about what dance moves I got to
0: pull off for our video, you know? That's right. Uh, we got to send those in. All right. Well, we are just getting to the part where we're going to read all of your guys's responses. So you're just in time, Michael. Oh, perfect. So we're going to get to you guys right now. Um, Single use plastic. He says the defense looked in control, looked in control. Most of the evening, their grit and talent are why we won. However, the offense has to be better. That many three and outs and turnovers are disastrous. I'm aware that the situation has been ideal for Logan hasn't been ideal for Logan five, one touchdown, 10 turnovers is shockingly bad. All right. Let, let's just start with this guys. Let's talk about the defense. He starts off with the defense. I want to talk about the defense just real quick and we'll get to the rest of you guys. Defense was spectacular. Uh, however, we talked about this before we went live as well, Caleb. Their O line did not
1: look good. Yeah, I think that really helped the Fresno State defense, and you know, going up against uh, you know inferior um, offensive line group uh, for San Jose State. So, and you know, the defense took advantage of it. Um, you know, our team, you know, the Fresno State defense, you know, they uh, I think they logged five sacks, and I mean, they were putting consistent pressure on Cordero. Um, which is really a different story than, you know, the first five games of the season, really. Because, I mean, e- even against Cal Poly, I mean, we were commenting after that game, like, boy, it, you know, I would have expected a little bit more pressure uh, from our defensive line. Um, so, yeah, credit to Federal State defensive line for taking advantage. And, yeah, thank you, San Jose State, for uh, <laughs> not uh, being able to figure out the offensive line.
2: Yeah, I mean, against UConn, too, there wasn't much pressure. So, I mean, and I was going to go out on a limb and say San Jose State's offensive line is at least better than them. So um, it's interesting that it was good to see the defensive line, but it was it was great to see them back there for a lot of the game. I know I felt like at the game you watched it. Cordero didn't have much time. He didn't feel very comfortable in the pocket. Got a lot of hurries, got a couple of sacks. You know, he got sacked a couple of times. So it was good for from as a fan standpoint to watch uh, the defense actually the defensive line. Apply the pressure we thought they would all season.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We got a couple of these. So we'll move along. Uh, FS Dog 01, nice to get the win. Defense stepped up. Offense did just enough. Arthur Perez says, no dogs down. No dogs down. Curtis Stevens, solid win. Paralysis and the D were amazing. Offense really struggled minus a few productive drives. And he asks us this What's your thought? What are your thoughts on the offensive struggles? Quarterback play, O-line, play calling, lack of juice, etc.? We'll start with you, Caleb. What are your thoughts on the offensive struggles?
1: I think it's a big mix of all of that. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, it's hard. I counted here. We had seven three and outs on the day. And so part of me thinks that has to do with, you know, play calling and just not being able to put you know, a couple good plays together to start a drive. Um, I know you've commented to before and just, um, you know, is the first play of the drive, you know, a pass and, or Or, or, is
0: or it, first play of the
1: game. I'm right. Yeah. Or is the first play of the game. Whereas, you know, just hand the ball to Jordan Mims, let him get three yards and let's, you know, get some positive momentum. Um, So that's been frustrating. And obviously that is also execution too. And, you know, when you're not able to move the ball and, you know, you're quick, you know, punting the ball quick and putting the defense back on the field, you know, that's, you know, tough on the whole team there. So, yeah, I think, you know, you're going to hear a theme of, again, this episode of, you know, some questionable um, action from the coaching staff. And um, I don't know, but I mean, well, Presley also had three turnovers. So, and two of those were in, You know, we were in plus territory, you know, ready to score. So, yeah, it's a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Fife made some pretty dumb decisions. And the O-line struggled. I I actually thought the O-line did better than I thought they were going to do. Because on the preview, I said, that's what's going to make me sweat. The O-line versus their D-line. Because they have a very good, very talented D-line. I thought we did fine. Uh, I think Fife. Did let it get to his head a little bit. He did, in some areas, look a little scared, make some quick, bad throws. It's going to happen. I, I'm i not going to say Fife was good. Maybe good. He was good enough. But he wasn't bad. I'm not, not going to say he was bad. Um, he made some bad throws. But overall, I don't think he was bad. Uh, when it comes to play calling, I think we're just going to be used to it. Um I'm I'm used to it by now, and Kirby's still learning, Just, and that's what we're gonna have to deal with the rest of the season, especially with a backup quarterback, a banged up O line, things like that. But Logan Fife looked like a serviceable backup. He's, uh, I Tedford talked about it in his uh, interview after the game, post game interview. Fife has what three, four starts? Cordero, that was his 41st start. So we're starting to see a little bit more um, uh, growth from him. And so I'm not going to say he was bad. Uh, Was he, you know, really good? You know, is he going to, are we going to win a Mountain West championship with Fife right now? Probably not, but he was good enough for last night. Michael, sorry. I I went was long-winded. Go ahead. No, I'm, you you were hundred percent
2: right. Uh, Fife was well over 50%. Uh, in completion this game, which was nice to see. Um, And they actually went for positive yards. (laughs) Um, I feel like the first couple of games may have completed passes, but they were like nothing. So that was nice to see. Uh, But, you know, we talked in the preview, Caleb, that uh, my key to the game was getting the ball in our playmakers hands. Uh, Nico had six catches and so did Jalen Moreno Cropper. So 12 catches between our best two receivers and watching this game. Honestly, I said it a lot in the preseason, and Nico was legit. But on Saturday was another reminder that like he is the, he he is probably the dog's best playmaker, and what a saving grace it is to have him on this team. Because without him, you probably I, I don't know. I, I think there's a missing link without him there because of his explosiveness, because of his game breaker kind of agility and speed. So I was really happy to see him. Um And the play calling, it's all right. I think you're. I wonder if the coaching staff feels that Logan Fife's a little limited. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Uh, maybe they're just concerned that he doesn't have it, and so they're just trying to be extra conservative with it. But we'll see. Um, I'm pretty excited to see what he does the rest of the year. Uh, but I was excited to see the playmakers with the ball in the hands. It was great atmosphere. So I can't really complain. The only thing I could say is watch out for any flying glass that was may have got the most air yards of more than anything this past weekend is the glass flying out of the press box. So just kind of steer clear of that, you know? Yeah. Prayers to
0: the people that got hit by the glass. Uh, I wanted to bring this up and ask you guys this, maybe this is a rhetorical question, but I'm going to give some props to Kirby because I think he did a good job calling pass plays for Logan Fife. Have you guys seen Fife connect on a long ball yet? because i haven't and and even when he has thrown the long ball the guys aren't even close to being open
1: yeah just like his pick on there was i mean the one really poor attempt this game was picked off i mean cropper was very much covered and you know it was an easy interception for san Jose state so um yeah that hasn't been a strong suit um i he did have like a back shoulder throw to, um, to Cropper this game, I, yes, like, I, like I, a yes. timing throw. And so that was encouraging. It's like, oh, okay. So he does have some, you know, chemistry there with the receivers and they can kind of figure that out. So that was positive. And yeah, he you know had some, you know, bigger chunk throws, you know, 15 to 25 yarders, which um, was also good because we're coming off, you know, three games where it's pretty much just throwing, you know, five yards and closer uh, to the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, overall, it felt like a step in the right direction. You know Logan is kind of getting things um, you know together, getting more experience. I think it helped to play at home. Um, so yeah, overall, I do think it was a step in the right direction. I did notice
2: the chemistry, and I also was gonna say at some point today that the playing at home probably was helpful. Playing at home for him in front of on a stadium he practices on in a place he's familiar with, probably helpful compared to playing in Connecticut and in Boise. <laughs> so, I think but I do agree the chemistry is getting better with those receivers, which is going to be helpful.
0: Sidelines Fresno State says what a damn win. Real Fresno State fan. He's got the the gif Is it it's gif, right? Or is it gif? I think it's gif. Right,
1: both. Either okay, way GIF GIF,
0: <laughs> gif gif gif. Real Fre- defense Tim Zasoyev like I said last week, a win changes everything. Um, Daniel is, he says, relief. If we can go one more week without Hainer, that'd be great. I want to talk about this uh, win changing everything. Mary Bonetti says, happy for a W. Tedford in the press conference kind of talked about the importance of this win. You know, we now kind of control, kind of we do control our own destiny. So, I we talked about getting this win and how well we talked about if we lost what it would be like in Fresno. But we got we have the win, and we we control our own destiny in the Mountain West now. Talk about I don't know, if you guys can uh, the importance of this win.
1: I think it was big for just building momentum, or you know starting to build the momentum. And I think that it's, you know, nice. that we have uh, you know pretty poor New Mexico team uh, up next and, you know, the dogs should be able to handle them. Granted, that's also what we thought about uh, UConn. So um, <laughs> definitely don't want to get uh, too confident there, but yeah, I mean, it seems like a step in the right direction and hopefully the red wave will Keep showing up um, to home games. I think that's going to be important too. And uh, you know, the crowd for the first half of this game against San Jose State was really strong. I mean, they announced as a sellout, there were a lot of empty seats, uh, especially in the red seats. um And a lot of people left after halftime, after you know, the Devonte jersey retirement ceremony. A lot of people left, and it was a 10 to 7 game. Like, it was close. It's not like we were getting blown out or we were blowing them out. So uh, that was, that was frustrating from, you know, my perspective as a fan. It's like, man, like we, we need more people here to keep cheering and actually have the, the home field advantage. But uh, I do think that this win is good for the next game, next home game, we have San Diego state, because that's going to be a tough game. And, you know, hopefully we have, you know, some of the injured guys back by then, but um, yeah, I do think step in the right direction.
2: Yeah, I agree. Step in the right direction. Also, if, you say about controlling your own destiny on this side, there's the top two teams in the mountain West go to the bowl game this year. It's not the divisions. This is a reminder to everybody listening. So it's, it, we do have to win out, right? Like, like we got to win out our conference to have a chance to go, but one and one is a whole lot better than 0-2. At 0-2, I don't think we have any realistic shot of getting there um but one and one you stay alive and this defense is so good that they're able to they're probably keep us in a lot of games like we other than Boise and USC but USC was is the number well I don't know what they rank now after the loss to Utah but anyway uh you know pretty good team and Boise's pretty good and um just just really hoping that that, that builds confidence so we can keep moving in the right direction and we're not out of it. Right. So that's kind of the kickers. We're not out of the chances yet. If Jake can come back, turn this around, uh, that would be great, but I really think it's a confidence booster and we're keeping us in the fight, which you know what, in the mountain West, a team that wins goes, you know, only one conference loss, you got a pretty good chance of going, uh, to the championship game. And then if you win that, you got a chance to go to a really good bowl game. So all you can do is keep doing what you can control and the dogs can control their own destiny, like you said, Caleb, by winning out. And that's all you can really focus on. And hopefully this defense is able to keep us in most games to where even if Jake isn't back, we'll be competitive enough to to secure some wins.
0: Nathan, Laura echoes everything we've been saying. I think the defense prowess of Rumi Hill carried. Our offense is pretty anemic with all the talent we have. Yes. Fife hasn't convinced me because he only as one touchdown. I say, give Henderson his shot soon, but a wins a win. So we, we hear this heard this week after week after week, we want Jalen Henderson, right? Not just from, you know, us saying me, he could use a shot in our text messages, but to everyone we interact with on social media. Do you guys think it's a realistic there's a realistic chance that we see Jalen Henderson anytime soon? We saw him in a package before. This week, we didn't see him at all. I don't think we see Jalen Henderson anytime soon. What do you guys think?
1: I agree. I'm definitely not expecting Jalen Henderson to see the field unless you know Fife gets injured too. So knock on wood that that doesn't happen. But um yeah. It seems like this was a game that kind of solidified Logan as like you guys mentioned, you know, he's a serviceable backup at this point. Um, you know, definitely not, you know, going to be good enough for meeting the expectation of being a starter for, for the state football team. But, um, that's kind of what we need as a backup. Like, okay, he can, you know, run the offense and make a player too. Um, but he's not a superstar and, um, just kind of judging by body language of watching uh jalen henderson on the sideline i mean uh most of the game i mean he did not have his helmet in his hand you know helmet is you know on the bench or something so he was not ready or expecting to be in the game just based on that uh, so i think that's a good uh, indication too that uh he's not expecting to get in the game um yeah i don't think we should expect him to get in the game
0: does he transfer guys
2: 100 percent caleb pletz just hit it on the head he was like i walked past the bench and it was the first quarter and he was As far back as you could be, sitting on, I think like their equipment box. Like I think they keep some kind of equipment in it. Um, and uh he was just sitting there, just kind of looking around. As like literally, if you were to take his jersey off and put him in the stands, he'd look like everybody else was kind of sitting there watching. He wasn't engaged Uh, at all in the game. Wasn't engaged at all. And so I think if we do see a different quarterback, I'd be more likely to see the quarterback maybe we got from Illinois. Um, the transfer I think we'd be more likely to see somebody like that rather than Henderson at this point just because he looks like oh I lost this battle I'm just gonna check out and he can go play at you know an FCS school probably next year Um, but with his body language I wouldn't expect him to play I would not expect him to play at all hmm. like and you know what like Fife is not even playing well like if he was sitting there engaged trying to help I wouldn't be shocked if they still think about putting Henderson in, but if he's acting like that in practice, yeah, that, that to me, that there's no way that he gets in. And maybe that's why they have rode with Logan Fife. Like we've been like, all right, you know, he, what is it? One, one touchdown, 10 picks, 10 turnovers. That's terrible. Like that, like that's literally terrible. So like your backup must not be into it. You might not be paying attention and it doesn't look like Henderson's given a rip. Um, and that's not to be mean. That's just what I look like. That what I look like. It looked like a guy who had checked out, uh, And so wouldn't be shocked if we do see a different quarterback, it's not Henderson just because he did not look engaged, did not look like he was um, interested in playing football on Saturday and he was in pads. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And also to kind of solidify Logan Fife, I mean, a- almost every series when he came off the field, you know, he's on the phone talking to, um, you know, the press box, Jake Hayner was standing right next to him. And once, you know, Logan hung up the phone, Jake was giving him feedback and they were kind of discussing things. So um, I think Jake is kind of, you know, taken on that role yep. of, you know, trying to help. And so that's really encouraging too, that, you know, Jake is still kind of in this season. Uh, Cause I know, especially with NFL dreams on the horizon, you know, we were kind of speculating, okay, is mm-hmm. he going to, Um, you know, make it play again. Exactly. Yeah. Is Is he, gonna make a business decision here and, you know, just try to rehab and get healthy for the NFL. But, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's, you know, still engaged and, you know, still locked down this team. Um, he does have a pretty big brace on his ankle. Um, so I don't know realistically what his timeline is. I doubt he'll be back this week. Um, but I did take that as a positive that, you know, he is engaged with Logan trying to help and, you know, still there on the sideline.
0: When you guys saw Jake walking around, was, how was he moving?
1: Looked fine. Um, it didn't look like any other guy. Um, so, okay. yeah, it didn't look like – it looks like he's making progress. But, um, I mean, in terms of, like, I didn't, we didn't get to see him throw on the sideline. Uh, he didn't throw any balls, at least that I saw. So, kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I was thinking on Saturday before the game started? Since Jake has been out, we've looked pretty bad. And you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> very, very uh, analyst, you know, opinion there. But uh um how so how important does he look now to this team? Like, is he is there even a second question on on who's the most valuable player on this team? Like it's Jay Kaner. and there's everybody else, you know, there's a humongous gap. Like he is an NFL caliber quarterback because if you get rid of him on this team, we look incapable of moving the ball. That is how big of the difference is between him playing and not playing. So I was thinking about that on Saturday. He's so good, and we're so lucky that he is our quarterback. Because without him, the talent gap is just—it's just—it's bonkers. So, yeah, just one. Yeah, we that originally
0: said, "Oh, it's gonna it, Evan Williams. He's the one that you know hurts us the most being out." But now they kind of figure things that have figured things out on defense, and now, yeah, it really looks like we need Jake back. MF, classy Chris, Matt, and Karen Deep Chahal. Say, great game on defense. Uh, the defense is on a whole nother level compared to earlier in the season. They completely stopped San Jose's offense, which is big time and was surprising to me because San Jose was one of the hottest teams in the Mountain West, probably right after UNLV offensively. Well, Boise now, and then UNLV got blasted. But San Jose State, they were right there. Shea Cordero looked... Fine. He looked good. So uh our defense is figuring it out. And I, I you know I like where they're at. Tangerine pills. Devontae wasn't going to allow a loss on the record <laughs> on his day. It wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> oh man, Tongupa, he had to let us know. I told you that we'd win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. He did. He-
0: yep. Shelio 23. Never give up on our dogs. Don't do that to us. We we're not. We're still here. Like Caleb says every week, we will be here. Don't you worry. We're not giving up on our dogs. I think that uh, some people, some other people, need to hear that though. Hammer hands. It was great seeing so many Fresno State goats on one field. I did. I thought that was awesome. There was so much support for Devontae there, and especially after the incident. In Kansas City, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see We there's a bunch of people in Fresno or that were in Fresno at one point. They have his back. You know, we all have his back. Uh, not going to, you know, I, I can't help with the money, you know, that the guy's asking for, I'm sure. But I got his back. <laughs> Steve O'Grimes. Grimes. Everyone on the offensive side of the ball should be thanking David Perales. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is true. Uh, Kevin says defense played good in the second half allowed no points. Uh, here we go. Rob Brown, big statement by the defense. You know, how, how does, and he says Fife's turnovers are a big problem. How can Fife quit turning over the ball?
2: Just don't throw it to the other team. That would be my recommendation is the players in the Fresno state Jersey. That's who you throw it to. That's, that's my, that's my, that's my advice.
1: Yeah. I mean, his, his pick was really bad. (laughs) Shouldn't have thrown it. I mean, Jalen was covered the fumble. I mean, that's just execution. I mean, he just kind of dropped the ball on like a read option play. I thought somebody hit it out. Oh, maybe. I mean, at least from where I was sitting, it looked like he just straight up dropped it. Um, and then it kind of got batted away. So um, it was kind of contested, but yeah, that's just kind of an execution thing. Like, okay, just don't do that. Um, And the, the other fumble was Raymond Powell's and that was just poor ball security. I mean, he was carrying it like a running back and he's a tight end. So he needs to put, put two hands on it, wrap it up and, you know, just take, take a hit and he's trying to be elusive and, make people miss. And that's just, you know, not really the, uh, the runner that he is. So yeah, I think Logan is really just execution. I mean, those, those two were, you know, it seemed like his, his fault for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, this one I've been dreading all day to read. Uh, my wife decided to get in on the action here. (laughs) So I'm going to do my best impersonation here. Yes. Slay Queens. I did it. I'm I'm sure she was listening outside, but nailed it. Yep. Oh, I I just heard a thank you yelling from the the door.
2: (laughs) Nailed it. Pun intended, Caleb.
0: Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to get roasted now by everybody. But they did slay. Kind of. It was close. It was a close game. (laughs) All right. I want to get to your guys' reactions now. When I say your guys' Caleb and Michael, let's talk about um, Logan Fife's 22 for 32. 230 yards, a touchdown, interception, fumble. I, will, You guys, we, we talked. It's not good enough. But do you think that this play that he put on, the show that he put on last night, we can get to or win the Mountain West Championship? I said I don't think so. But I want to know what you guys think.
1: I, I think he's playing well enough to get us back to Jake Hayner. Um, I mean, I've been saying for the last like three or four weeks that I'm really targeting October 29th to be the date that Jake's coming back. Um, so that's based off nothing, just based off that's six weeks from the injury and high ankle sprain. That's kind of on the later end of how long it usually takes to rehab and, you know, it's a rival and, you know, a bigger opponent. So, um, I I think he's good enough to get us a win next week. And then hopefully, um, Jake can kind of take us from there. And, uh, which is crazy. I mean, the dogs still have a chance that, um, you know, certainly at a bowl and you know, even competing for the championship.
2: I think for Fife and for coach Moore, they've got to lean on their wide receivers and running backs a little bit more heavy. Um, and if they do that, Logan Fife can be good enough to win games. And that's all we're really asking them to do because let's hit it on the head. Like all we're doing is needing him to be good enough to where Jake comes back. Um, And, you know, this is a great experience for Logan Fife. This is Mm -hmm. like if if he is going to be the guy next year, this is a valuable experience with a good team. And next year, the expectations will probably be much lower um, because this team, we had super, super high expectations at the beginning of the year, you know? So um, I think Logan Fife is he good enough to win us a Mountain West championship? No. Is the rest of this team good enough to win us a Mountain West championship? Now that's debatable. We haven't seen it, but if the defense is only going to allow 10 points, I really like our odds to score more than 10 points most weeks.
0: Yeah.
2: So if, if our defense can continue to allow sub then sub30, our offense should be able to score over that, even though we haven't even crossed the 20 mark with Fife. So um, if Fife can just be decent enough to, to score three touchdowns, I think we're going to actually
0: win a good amount of games because this defense has been so good. So And we don't for the next three games, we are at New Mexico home versus San Diego State, and home versus Hawaii. Those three offenses are not as good as San Jose State. I think we're going to be just fine. Uh, But yes, Michael, we brought up in the preview, and you brought up just now, we haven't scored over 20 points with Logan Fife, So hopefully, I mean, against New Mexico, we should be fine. But we will see. Some names we haven't talked about, guys. Jordan Mims and Malik Sherrod in the running game. Jordan Mims had 16 carries Malik Sherrod 10. I think this is the closest we've seen in the amount of carries between the two of them. Jordan Mims went for 71 and a touchdown Malik Sherrod 46 yards and Jalen actually carried it once for four yards. What are you guys thoughts on the running game?
1: Yeah, overall it was positive. I mean, the team rushed for 103 yards, so that's good. Um, and yep. yeah, it was kind of interesting seeing uh, Sherrod get a little more carries than uh, the last couple of games. I mean, I think he had two series in a row where, um, I mean, he took all the snaps and, um, you know, Mims, you know, was kind of taking a breather. So maybe that was planned and just trying to, you know, get Jordan to, you know, keep his legs fresh or whatnot. But um, yeah, overall, it was good. Um, you know, they did run a handful of Wildcat plays, um, which curious to, just, you know, hear what you guys think about that, um, where, you know, it was one of the formations was really weird. I mean, it was, you know, Jordan Mims taking the direct snap and Fife was lined up as running back next to him. So that seems kind of weird, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I was, was
0: going to bring up that they kind of fake pitched it to him. They did that play twice, <laughs> yeah. one on the goal line, one earlier on. And, you know, that is a great play. The first time it worked, second time they did mm-hmm. it again. Fine. It worked, you know, run until you stop it. But I'd like a bigger threat to fake the pitch to, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael.
2: No, I'm just excited that that the running backs are getting their opportunities. You know, I think that's going to be the big thing. I think they're just going to need to run the football a little bit more. Um, And Feist, not a quarterback we want to win us a game. He hasn't shown us he can win us a game yet. So just rely on the running backs. Plus, I mean, Jordan Mims and Sherrod, both are probably, both from what I've seen, at least halfway decent at pass blocking, which with as bad as the offensive line has been, keeping them in and you don't really know if it's going to be a run or a pass at any given play will be helpful keep the defense on their toes. So I'm excited to see, I'm, I'm glad that they got, you know, got theirs respectively on Saturday. We've got to keep feeding these boys because Jordan Mims is a really good running back. Like it'd be a shame if we don't utilize him the best. And I feel like coach Moore can improve the utilization of Jordan Mims a little bit more throughout the season. That's something that I think I'm going to look for toward the st- toward the second half of the season. Uh,
0: you know me, I'm happy when the running game is working. I'm happy. Now, now I think it's just about situation. When are we running the ball? Things like that. But when we we're running the ball more than we're throwing the ball, so I'm not I, I, I'm not too upset with that. Also, our longs. Jordan Mims ran for 22 yards. I was his long. Luke Shrod 15. So, you know, they're grinding. They're well. They're average. They average about a little over four yards a carry, which is very good. Um, if you take if you take uh, Logan Fife, you know, he was sacked three times. Um, he had negative 16 yards. I take into account those three sacks. Uh, you take that out, you know, we're, we're averaging about four yards a carry. That's awesome. That's a first down every play or every time, <laughs> every possession. That's what i am trying to say. All right. Uh, we talked, we talked about receiving guys. I, I, I think I'm going to skip over it. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball and talk some San Jose State offense. Uh, what I want to bring up is I mentioned that San Jose State or KO maybe as you mentioned I I don't think they watch any film on us. They only ran the ball twenty three times, and we had five sacks. So she, that takes five. Kevin car- Cordero had five rushes. Uh, what that that's pretty good. Well, I'll take that. But so that means you know, they had less than 20 uh, plays called where they're going to run the ball. I don't know what game they were watching the past five games. They should have ran the ball on us, but they threw the ball uh, 45 times. Shea Cordero, 22 for 44, 294 yards, a touchdown and a pick. What do you guys think about this San Jose State offense versus our defense? Are are you guys in agreement with me? They should have ran the ball.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. I think that that was a miss for them. I mean, they, they were able to throw the ball around, Uh, you know, Elijah cooks is a good receiver um, and, you know, he was getting by the DBs Um, but state cornerbacks and safeties, I mean, they put on another good show. I mean, I know sometimes, you know, the stats don't really seem like they show that. I mean, giving up almost, you know, 300 yards passing, but I mean, Lockridge, Sanders and uh, Lux, I mean, they're all, you know, better than average, you know, cornerbacks for the Mountain yeah. West, I would say. I mean, they're, you know, they aren't really getting burned. Uh, I mean, Lockridge is, I don't think he's as good of, a, like, open field tackler compared to Sanders and Lux. And uh, I know he kind of got um, got beat on one one play where, you know, they were able to run for, I think, a decent chunk on him. But, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm happy with how the defense, uh, you know, the cornerbacks and safeties played you know, defending the pass, even though, you know, they did give up you know, a good chunk of yards, but um, yeah, very surprised, you know, that they didn't try to run it more, but good for the dogs. One of the strengths last
2: year for us was that we did not give up the big play. And that was huge. This game is that even though they almost threw for 300 yards, they almost have, they averaged over four yards of carry on the ground. At no point did we allow that big, chunk play to let us get burned in my opinion. Now I was watching in the stand. So maybe I missed one. I was like sitting there talking to people and stuff. Maybe I missed a big chunk play, but like for the most part, I didn't see a ton of that. And I think that was a big characteristic last year is that we didn't really allow these super long, you know, 80 yard, 70 yard swing plays where the momentum really changes and our DBs being able to tackle and our linebackers stopping the rush before it gets super far you know, uh, I think that was helpful. I mean, there was a 39-yard touchdown to Cooks. That was the longest, I think, play uh, for any team or any player. But I think other than that, I, I don't really think there was a, a big play that really swung the momentum. And that's really going to be helpful for the defense if they do that. It's going to help the offense, and it's going to help the defense, you know.
0: Yeah, I thought you're talking about chunk plays, That that touchdown to Cooks at the end. Uh, it was on Lux. I thought Lux played a great game on Cooks. Uh, he was, he's shorter than him. Um, and and he, he played like a big man though, other than that one play uh, when he got burned in on the last second um, uh, or the last seconds of the second quarter. And what I thought was good, my key to the game was, you know, we need to be able to stop the run. And because our DBs are so good, they didn't even try to run on us and they still played great. The other thing, though, you know, they scored going into halftime and they're leading now 10 to seven. That could have been a big momentum swing for them and a confidence killer for us. But it didn't seem to hurt us at all. So I'm impressed with our boys. They're learning. They're bouncing back. Uh, they they wanted to fight this game. And I saw that because sometimes in the past games, I feel as though when it comes to body language, you kind of see that they're done. They're tired. They're done. But because good things were happening, I think energy was flowing and uh, they were able to bounce back and make good things happen. So I'm happy that they bounced back after halftime. And they did make some good adjustments um, credit to the coaching staff coming out of halftime. Caleb nail. You were not at the game, but Caleb Plutz, You were,
2: how, how do we not have the scoreboard operating? How do we not like Caleb Nail? The scorer was not on the board. I walked in which one the score there's not a any
1: of them on the, no, the, the no, north no, scoreboard was the, was not working
2: the big one the big yeah, one that everybody like looks the, at
1: the newer one yeah newer so one. we're <laughs> relying on the old one as you know the old covered up screen and yeah so i, I got to like, no. north
0: i knew i know my north south east west so you know, never saw you off i know
2: what got there you me. go but i mean like dude i was like how do we not have a working scoreboard i was in here like do we are a division one team it just says zero yards zero points you know nothing is working here and i'm like we got forty-one thousand people here and we can't get like the scoreboard to operate i was a little upset not gonna go lie. up there michael <laughs> Let them hey know. boys no, well you know, know what?
0: what it was probably they...
2: i'll jump through the window the broken window i got an opportunity <laughs> now <laughs> like spider-man in there i was gonna you know? say
0: you know they probably hit a bunch of wires going through the window and things like that it's well that's a bummer uh all right special teams Michael, you said on the preview, special teams is going to be key. I thought our special teams was just fine.
2: Yeah, I can't complain about the special teams. They felt like they were, you know, nothing nothing crazy, but part of special teams is not making any mistakes. Uh, Carson King averaged 45 yards a punt, and he had a 64-yard punt, which is great. Um, Nico Armijo had one uh, return for 25 yards, uh, so that's not uh, that's not bad. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I was I was excited, and and uh, Abe got a field goal. So I mean, hey, what what more can we ask for from our uh, special teams? Do your job. That's all we're gonna ask. I'm gonna ask for Nico to take one back. All right. Well, yeah, I guess <laughs> you can ask for that.
0: Uh, we saw. Well, the kickoff specialist guy doing kickoff was not Abe. Oh, I saw the two I saw. It wasn't Abe. Uh, well, it was Lynch. I, what did you guys think about
1: that? Uh, I mean, I don't love it. I mean, he couldn't get it to the end zone for a touchback. So I don't I don't love that. I thought uh, the same thing. I mean, my only thought is, you know, they're taking advantage of playing him for four games while he's red shirting, I'm assuming he's red shirting um, kind of like what they did with Abe last season. I mean, he did play in four games, but still uh, was able to use the red shirt. So I guess just trying to get him some experience or maybe trying to not, you know, overextend Abe and what he's trying to do and just have him focus on, um, you know, field goals and extra points. But yeah, I think, um, you know, I'd like to be just kicking the ball through the end zone, touchback, and not um you know kind of leaving the return game up to chance.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Braylon Lux with an Braylon Lux with an interception. David Paralis with four sacks. Guys, we need to pick a player of the game. Give me your guys's player of the
1: game. I'll go offense because uh, I feel like you guys are probably going to go defense, so I'm going to say it's got to be Nico on offense. Um, You know, he made the plays he needed to and, you know, scored a touchdown, which is good. And just didn't do anything dumb. Didn't fumble like Raymond Powell's, which is good. Um, So yeah, I'll, I'll take Nico.
2: Caleb, you go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. I'll go last.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um... (sighs) And.
1: Yeah, I'll give it to Peralis. Yeah, take your guy. You were yeah. you, you were you yeah. were hyping him up all season.
0: Well, I I thought that was Michael. Yeah.
2: Uh, potato potato.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My bad.
0: <laughs> no, I'll take Peralus. You know, but I mean there's other guys I liked on defensive the defensive end too. But uh, I'll take the defensive end, David Peralis. All right. Well then I'll take Jordan Mims.
2: 71 yards leading on the ground. I'll take it.
0: Mm-hmm. I was also thinking about either Braylon Lux or Kale Sanders. Kale Sanders did a good job
2: tackling yesterday and not. Elijah like, Gates
0: also played well.
2: Yeah. Like, Kale has a chance. Like, he's a sophomore. Like, he is a legit sophomore, and he does not look outmatched. He does not look smaller. He looks legit the same as everybody. So, I'm really excited. Hopefully, he stays here for all four years, and we could see yeah. him
1: continue to develop. But he's a, he's a really good player.
0: He's one of my favorites. And... Yeah. And, you
1: know, just some, some more like personnel comments on defensive side of the ball. A really interesting Charles Remlinger um, played a lot of the game at defensive tackle, um, which is kind of strange. I mean, he's, you know, slender and quick, but I mean, he was getting a really good push on, um, you know, the interior offensive line. Um, so he, he plays hard, um, which I think coaches appreciate. So that was kind of interesting to see. And uh, Isaiah Johnson played really, um, really well, you know, opposite of paralysis. So, it was good to kind of see those guys playing well um i noticed comstock uh, was uh dressed and suited up at the first half and then second half he was in street clothes so I saw that um, so that was kind of interesting um i mean i you know think i think we're all fine if um you know he's not seeing a ton of uh time on the field um but, yeah, kind of interesting that he's trying to make a go of it. And uh, I did notice uh, Simi Bakari, uh, the running back transfer from Missouri, he was uh, on a lot of uh, punt coverage and I think on kick coverage too. So uh, you see seeing the field and, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of offensive guys playing uh, special teams, which is kind of interesting. But I think that's just kind of how Baxter Rolls tries to get, you know, playmakers on the field.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to bring up one thing to you guys and see what you guys have to say about this. San Jose state left 10 points on the field. They, they threw an interception in the end zone and it, it was kind of tipped up in the air Brown Lux intercepts it and they missed a field goal. So there's 10 points and they win the game. Does that concern you at all? Because I don't hear a lot of people talking about that. And that was one of the things that keeps coming to my mind, but I, I want to bring it up and hear what you guys have to say.
1: I think I mean my main concern was with the end of the second quarter and you know Fresno State you know had a really good stop um and forced San Jose State to punt and you know they started calling timeouts and you know as they were stopping them you know deep in their own territory like they're trying to be aggressive get the ball back with some time in order to you know try to put another score before the half but um I mean, I think that Deford was kind of overestimating the offensive ability to, you know, drive quickly, you know, under a minute. Um, I mean, at that point, Fresno State's leading seven to three. I mean, I gladly take that going into halftime, even though San Jose State's getting the ball after halftime. Um, To me, that was, you know, questionable. And then, yeah, five fumbles and San Jose State throws a bomb for a touchdown. So that was questionable um, there but uh, I don't even remember your original question that you asked.
0: San Jose State leave in 10 points on the, yes,
1: field. leave, leave in, Yeah. So I, I was kind of looking at it like that touchdown shouldn't have happened. So uh, if they scored, you know, the other 10 points, I think the dogs still win. Um, okay. But, uh, I think Fresno State probably also left 10 points on the board. I would say just with the, you know, turnovers mm-hmm. um, that they had to. So I think, you know, Different world, different game. You know, I might have all even out the further state. Still might have come away with it
2: I say kudos to the defense. Screw San Jose State. We did a good job.
0: <laughs> that's there right, baby. Um, hey, when you lose the turnover battle and still win the game, that's that's pretty good. Uh penalties, not too bad. Uh, we had we committed four penalties, some were dumb, but you no. Know, I, I I'll take it um and, and total yards even I and mean, this game was pretty even so uh we gave our player of the game we talked we covered a lot of this game now we need a play of the game guys what play stood out to you that you're going to take as your play of the game
1: i think it's got to be the the Lux interception um so that really kind of changed momentum and also you know kept the score off the board for san jose state so that's that's going to be my
0: Go for it, Michael. I'll let you take this one.
1: Thanks. Cause I was going to go with Nico's touchdown.
2: (laughs) Man, we needed a score and he gets in and it,
0: I don't know. You feel good when he, when Nico crossed the goal. From TV perspective, he looked out. I've, (laughs) I now when he stepped, when he stepped, there was a little green in between. But, you know, when he, his foot looked like it slid a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it was just, uh, he was just picking it up, but he wore white cleats. Best thing he could have done. Best thing <laughs> he could have done. It was awesome. Uh, my play of the game, probably I'll go touch down to Jordan Mims. That's what we'll say. All right. Is there anything else that we need to cover on this game?
1: Uh, one other stat to mention that kind of went to uh, one of Michael's keys of the game is you know Fresno State won the time of possession battle here, um, you know not by a lot, but it did hold the ball for you know over thirty three minutes. San Jose, you know, just under twenty seven. So um, I I think that makes a difference.
0: Can I change my play? I'm going to go the last sack by David Perales. <laughs> <laughs> and that he kind of banged up Cordero. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. so we take home the valley trophy dogs win 17 10 um next game at new mexico in albuquerque we seem to do well there we always win that bowl game whenever we go well recently Uh, uh am i forgetting anything
1: I think we just about covered it, um, but you know, like I mentioned, you know, I'm a little, still a little disappointed in you know the Red Wave and a lot of people leaving after halftime. Um, so I'd I'd like to see that improve, but you know, it was a little bit chilly at the game. I think you know most people were just kind of wearing t-shirts, and you know, there was a bit of a breeze, and so I guess maybe they were cold or something, and weren't weren't prepared for a you know fall football game.
2: Now, Grandpa here <laughs> is going to say the 7:45 start is not even close to the business. And you get the three-minute media timeouts. Each quarter takes 45 minutes. By the end of the Devontae Adams halftime show, it was 9.45. I have buddies who are tailgating. They got there at 3 o'clock. So at this point, they were almost there for seven hours. Now, you can make the argument maybe we shouldn't tailgate for seven hours or, you know, for four hours or five hours, whatever it is. But that's part of the fun. I would prefer not to start at almost eight o'clock and that's just me because I mean, I got an hour drive home after, so I didn't get home till midnight, you know? Um, and I left before sadly I had to leave before the game ended to do that, you know? Um, so it was, it was tough. Uh, and I don't like those. So I'm going to be the, I'll be the old man and take that it was too late of a kickoff. And that's why people left after halftime.
0: I agree. And, you know, people had to get their pictures for Devontae and then they said they were there and then they could take off. But, you know, I'm starting to agree with you, Michael, about this late kick. This now, what? Anytime, if you get after seven, I got an issue with it. Seven is the latest we should kick off, especially when we want to grow the Fresno State Bulldog brand, I guess you could say. Yes. Uh, people on the East Coast aren't watching our games. If we're it point, is if we're kicking this, off at
2: 7:45. If we kick off at 7:45, it's 10:45 in New York. It, are you really thinking that we're getting a ton of people? Watch? Now they are. They'll go to sports bars. They'll stay up till one o'clock watching this game. But that's when I left. Like I left at one o'clock their time it was ten o'clock our time. You know. So like anyway, I I, I just it's so late. But you got to follow what the TV says. You're going to sign these TV deals. They're going to tell you how you're going to tell you how high to jump, and you're going to go all right. You know. So it's kind of frustrating, but what are you going to do? Great game. It was fun. Um, And these games are still a lot of fun. Like I would say if you're on the fence, like get tickets to a game, get your buddies. They've got great tailgating opportunities. Just go hang out with the friends, get a couple. You don't have to do anything crazy. Get a few beers and just hang out, you know?
0: Oh, you couldn't get another $20 beer in the stadium, Michael, to stay up later? Oh no, Man, coffee! I was, coffee? Is
2: it still coffee? I didn't even see a coffee, but last oh. year they had pulled pork nachos, super good. Couldn't find them this year. So if oh. someone wants to let me know where I can buy those the next time I go, please do because I was sad when I went up and I was like, "Can I get the pulled pork nachos?" And like, we don't have those. And I was like, "What do
0: you mean you don't have those? They're the best thing ever." <laughs> I was, so was sad, heartbroken. Oh, uh, well, I was bummed I missed it. Uh, they've been gone for a while, and now they're gonna leave again. So, I got to wait for a while. But if you stuck around for this long, thank you so much, one, for listening and sticking it out. But I'm going to give you uh, some heads up for something coming up. On November 19th, this is the first I've released it, guys. November 19th, Fresno State Bulldogs play in Reno against the the Nevada Wolf Pack. We're going to have a watch party at Givoli Winery. So we're going to uh, get that up. Uh, Feel free to just show up. But there there will be uh, wine and brick oven pizza to purchase. And we're all going to watch the game. There's going to be cornhole out. And if our Everybody Dance Now hits, guys, we're dancing live in front of people. (laughs) Uh, So make sure you pick your song. Hopefully, people join in with us.
2: I think we got to dance to Everybody Dance Now.
0: I think so. That is a yeah. good point. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. So that's November 19th when the dogs are playing the Nevada Wolf Pack. We will be at Givoli Winery. That's Z-I-V-E-L-I. It looks like Zavelli. And we're going to be there partying and watching the game together. Uh, and we're going to be doing giveaways and things like that. So it's going to be a fun time. So hopefully we'll see you there. Other than that, I don't have any other news for you guys. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at BewareCSUF and on Instagram Beware Bulldogs Podcast. Caleb Plutz is on Twitter CMP Go Dogs. I'm on Twitter Caleb underscore Go Dogs. And uh, Michael, he messenger uh, pigeon.
2: messenger pigeon. Yeah, messenger pigeon. Pigeon, yeah, that's right. yeah, there you go. Yes. So, uh, how long did that take you to train him? Uh, when you get this good, man, it goes
0: quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, well take care guys. (laughs) Stay safe, stay healthy. God bless. And as always go dogs, go Go dogs.
2: dogs.